Hello, everybody, and welcome to McKay's Music Corner, a musical discussion podcast that and it starts... starts right now. Music Corner. We are here with a new year. It's been a while, and I didn't mean for it to go this way. I didn't want it to go this way. But enough of that, because today is a new episode. I'm going to be talking about my top 10 favorite albums of the year 2022. And for this list, I'm only going to be including studio albums by artists. So, you know, not musical scores or live albums or EPs, things like that. I'm really excited to get into this. I've been working on notes for this episode for a long time. As I've been listening to the songs that have been released in 2022, I've switched out my list quite a bit, you know, rankings going up and down. Um, Some albums being removed completely from my top 10 list. So let's get into it. We're going to start from the bottom And I should mention there were quite a few albums that I wanted to put on this list, but they just didn't quite make it for various reasons. And, you know, some of the albums, while I really enjoyed, I wanted to highlight other artists or albums that I thought were deserving or that have stuck with me going into 2023. So let's start off the top 10 album countdown with the album that comes in at number 10 for me. This is Can't Stay Forever by Eat Your Heart Out. And this album was released on September 9th, 2022. What I really like about this record is that I feel like it's very diverse. I think there's a lot of different sounds that appear on it. There isn't just one sound that repeats through every track. There are a variety of different moods that appear throughout. You've got tracks that are more slow and sad, like Poison Devotion, and then you've got more upbeat, happy-sounding songs like Sour, and those are two of my favorite tracks on the record. My favorite tracks would be Scissors in My Skin, Poison Devotion, and Sour. And yeah, I really like this album. I first heard about this band because their first album, Fluorescence, came up on my Spotify. I think my first song I heard was Carousel. And it was really catchy and fun and kind of reminded me of some early Paramore sounds. And it was just an enjoyable album to listen to. However, I think that with their second album here, they really improved in all areas. I feel like the singer's vocals have improved. Not to say that they were bad on the first album, but I I feel like there is an improvement there that the vocals have gotten stronger. They've got more, more control, more range. And they really showed off the talents of that improvement on this new record. Another thing I really like about this band and this album in particular is there's like a different lyrical flow that isn't typical. It isn't just rhyme, rhyme, and you you know, predict what is going to be said. And I really like that aspect of it. So for example, on the song Sour, there's this lyrical part that sounds really good with the song and It's a very pretty set of lyrics. It says, Disintegrate as the pain fades. Shed your skin. Chase the feeling of your favorite escape. 
Of course, it sounds a lot better than just me reading it, but the with the flow of the chorus of how they say those words, it's really cool. And that's why it's one of my favorite songs on the album. And yeah, I just thought this was a really cool, really good second album by this band. I would recommend checking them out if you're a fan of like early Paramore and female vocalists and some punky rock and roll sounds. I don't, I don't know the genre, but yeah, that's why I really wanted to put this in at number 10. Have it on the list for sure. I thought it was a really enjoyable album. All right, and then coming in at number nine is the album Tell Me That It's Over by Wallows. And this album came out on March 25th, 2022. This is a band that I'm somewhat familiar with. I enjoyed a handful of tracks off their album, Nothing Happens. And a fun fact is that one of the singers, one of the members of the band is Dylan Minnette, known for his role in 13 Reasons Why as the main character. I forget the main character's name. He also appears in the new Scream movie, Scream 5. So he's an actor and a, a musician. But yeah, this was a really good album. I think this is probably my favorite album slash release of Wallows. I just consistently like all of the tracks more than I have on previous records of theirs. And I actually have this new record on vinyl. It's a beautiful yellow vinyl record. And what I like about this is it, this band is a very different sound than I'm used to listening to. Um, I usually listen to a lot of girl pop and alternative and punk or post-hardcore. But yeah, this isn't typically a genre or a style that I usually listen to, but I really like the songs on this album. Some of my favorite tracks are I Don't Want to Talk, Hurts Me, and At the End of the Day. And this album as well has a lot of good varieties of sound. They experiment with a lot of instrumentation and vocal effects and styles. Um, what I really like on the track Hurts Me is they have this really cool thing on the chorus where one of the vocalists sings a part and then the other one kind of chimes in. It's just kind of like a call back and forth and it sounds really cool with the two different sets of vocals and the lyrics that they're saying. It's just a really fun album and I think, like I said, it's definitely my favorite of theirs. I definitely listen to this album more than I do Nothing Happens. And I thought that was a fine album, but only a handful of tracks stand out to me for that one. But on this one, I could, you know, pick any song at random and enjoy it and be glad I listened to it. All right, number eight on my list is the album Future Shine by Floor. F-L-O-R, not, not like bedroom floor. And this album came out on May 6th. 2022. I believe this is the third studio album by Floor, and I've been following them as each album is released, and I, I love each of their albums, but this one for sure stood out to me, and again, is my favorite album of the ones they've released. The other two are incredible as well, very chill vibes, very comfortable. You won't get stressed out listening to this music. You can have it on in the background and enjoy yourself, or you can listen to it and just kind of vibe with the sounds. But the vocalist is definitely one of the main draws for me on this band. It's very unique. It's a very androgynous sounding voice, and it's very pretty. 
Specifically, what I like about this album, Future Shine, is that along with its album title, it very much does feel like a much more hopeful, brighter, optimistic album than they have released so far. That's what I love about this record, is the optimism that is present on so many of the tracks. And yeah, and that's the main thing I liked about this album, is just the optimism and brightness of it. It's a very happy-sounding album. There are songs that are about persevering, hoping for a brighter future, and also just reflecting on nostalgia and the, the simpler times, and I really like it. I think if you want some happy music to listen to, I would definitely recommend this album. My favorite tracks and the ones I'd recommend would be Gotta Do Something. That one feels particularly encouraging and hopeful. It's kind of a song that tells you to get up and make it happen. Another song is Come Over Now and Take It Back Home. So those are the three songs that I would recommend off this album, but I think the whole thing is incredible. Not a weak track on this record. And yeah, definitely check it out. Coming in at number seven on my list is Destroy, Rebuild by Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. And this album released on June 17th, 2022. And if you want some of my initial thoughts on the first two singles that came off this new record, uh, go back and listen to episode seven of this podcast. I talk about the first comeback song, Destiny, as well as Satellites in Motion, which was the second single. But yeah, this is the highly anticipated comeback album of Drugs, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows, featuring Craig Owens as the singer and frontman. And ever since I heard Craig Owens was coming back to this project and making a new record, I've been super excited. Yeah, it finally came, like 10, what, 10 to 11 years later, the second album came out. It does seem like at this moment, this is where Craig is putting all his focus and energy. They've already announced their third tour. This is a, another headlining tour. And it looks like he's just having a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying playing these new songs, playing the old songs off the first Drugs album as well. I really enjoyed this album. It definitely met my expectations, but I, I would say it didn't surpass my expectations like I was hoping. I think the biggest issue for me on this new record is maybe some of the production side. And that just has to do with how certain things sound. Some things kind of sound cluttered, and I don't feel like Craig Owen's vocals get to shine through as much as they do on previous works. And if you know Craig Owens, you know that he's really got a set of pipes. He can go very high, and he does so on multiple tracks. But he can also belt out things and be angry and do the screaming. Thankfully, that does come through a lot on this album as well. So overall, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I guess I would have liked to see a little bit more. And maybe that's just me being greedy, because... A lot of these songs are really good. There's there's so much variety on this. There's so many different tempos and places that it gets taken. You know, the final track is very cool. And he does some of his highest singing I've ever heard, period, on the last track, The Arm. Overall, with this album, a lot of themes come forward of an old relationship, a broken relationship with a significant other. There's a lot of feelings of hurt and kind of I'm better off without you. 
And it's it's made very apparent, you know, after one to two tracks that that was what drove Craig to make this album. And I, you know, I don't want to speculate on personal life or anything, but lyrically, that is what comes through. A lot of tracks of just the different feelings of, of losing someone or breaking up. I mean, the first track, Destiny, that came out, you know, the lyrics are, I think that destiny took you from me. So it's kind of this more empowered, who needs you type of attitude. But, you know, it explores all different aspects of that. And I so I really enjoyed that. My favorite tracks are going to have to be Gold. I love Gold. It's one of my favorite tracks of the year. It's very catchy and very beautiful. Um, I also really enjoyed The Longest Road, which is... I guess you could say a reworked version of a song he released under Bad Channels. Bad Channels had a song called Memory, and this is kind of a reworked drugs version of that song. But both have different vibes, and so it's not just a cover or anything. It's it's definitely a, its own new thing, and it, it does sound a fantastic. It's a very, very touching song about not wanting to stay stagnant in his creativity. He wants to keep pushing himself, trying new things, and he, he understands the weight of those expectations from Chiodos and, you know, other past projects, because he's, he's done a lot. I can't imagine how tough it must be to do all this different music, and even when you come back to a project or you do something incredible like this, you're still going to have people flapping their gums about, oh, what about Chiodos? And while I agree, you know, I love Chieros, and I, I was so excited when they came back in 2014 with Devil. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. Hope to talk about it in the future. But, you know, sometimes things don't work out with band members. I think, you know, people want to go different directions. They don't want to do the grind. But it looks like Craig Owens, he's in it for the long haul, and he is putting his heart and soul into his music and to his live performances. And so it's been really awesome. He's he's really improved as a musician and as a human being. I've met him a few times, and he's just the sweetest guy. And so I really wanted to include this album on this top ten list because it was definitely something I had been really looking forward to. And I think it, he, he did a fantastic job. All right, the sixth album in my top ten list is Villain. By Missio. This came out on September 23rd, 2022. And I actually, I think I'm going to plan for a full episode about this album in the future. I definitely want to talk about a lot of the tracks and what they mean to me on this album. So yeah, Missio is a band that I've been following for a while now. When I first discovered them, they only had two albums, Loner and The Darker the Weather, the Better Than Man, I think that's the name of the second album. And the albums that released since I, I knew them just got better and better. I really enjoyed their third album, Can You Feel the Sun? One of my favorite albums that came out in, I think, 2020. Lots of really great songs. I feel like they really matured and focused in on what makes them great. They kind of steered away from a lot of these party vibes, just made something very powerful and soft and healing in a way. There are just a lot of songs on that album that kind of feel like the musical equivalent of meditation, 
deep breathing. <laughs> that probably sounds silly, but anyway, really big fan of their third album. And then this fourth album honestly kind of just snuck up on me. They had been releasing songs from this new record in kind of bursts of three. I talked a little bit about one of the first tracks that came off of this record in episode 10 of my podcast. So if you want my thoughts on that, check it out. Back then is when they released We Are Who We Are, the song that appears on this record. So when it came out, I remember listening to it, but I don't remember paying attention, I guess you could say. I I wasn't truly listening to it, because if I had been, I would have realized just how awesome this record is. And this is one of the albums I was talking about where it kind of snuck in and made the top 10 list when I already had a fully thought out top 10 list, but this one stole a spot for sure. And that's greatly due to the fact of the first song, the titular song, I should say, Villain. This is the opening song on the record. This song is what really blew my socks off. It was so amazing, and I want to talk about it in further depth in a future episode because I think there's a lot to unpack on that song and this record. But man, there is just some profound lyricism in there that really hit me, really I really connected with. And just that alone is what caused me to put it on this list and to talk about it. Missio is continuing where they left off with Can You Feel the Sun, which was a album that came out during the pandemic. And this one is, it's like kind of post-pandemic release. Just a lot of songs on this album that really make me want to start uh, boxing. <laughs> I, I know that sounds weird, but like it, it pumps me up. It fills me with kind of this, this oomph. And... Yeah, it makes me want to start swinging, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though I'm not really angry at anything, it, it causes that. <laughs> not, not any concern, of course, but it pumps me up. And this the song I'm thinking of in particular is one of the songs I'd recommend, one of my favorite tracks. I Want to Fight and You Know It. It's got a really badass chorus and sound to it and... You know, I was talking about boxing. I could actually see a wrestler or a boxer coming out to this song and kind of showing off their moves. I could see a a compilation of sick sports moments done to this, you know, like a montage. It's it's really cool. Um, And then that contrasts really interestingly with songs like Picture in My Pocket, which is probably one of their slowest, softer songs it's kind of one of the, the sounds that I loved so much hearing on Can You Feel the Sun? And I, I finally feel like Missio has reached that level, that that balance of the, the more aggressive party vibe tracks cause a concert to jump on their feet, and then these very beautiful, poetic, stripped-down kind of tracks. And you can kind of tell that that's what they've been wanting to experiment with. Between albums, they do something called skeleton EPs, where they do stripped-down versions of tracks and then include either a cover or an original song that's a bit slower, atmospheric. And I've really enjoyed that, so I think they've really got that mix down well. And while they still do have those fun Missio vibes, it feels more matured, more polished. And so it was just an amazing album. I'll talk about it hopefully in a future episode. If not, just on the villain song alone. But yeah, it definitely had to have a top spot in my top 10 albums of 2022. So yeah, that is number six. 
All right, so now let's get into the top five of the albums. And some of these I might have already talked about or have had episodes covering songs off them. So coming in at number five is Coping Mechanism by Willow. And Willow is an artist that I've only recently got into, to be honest. I I can't remember. I think it was the song... Oh yeah, the song Transparent Soul featuring Travis Barker. That is what kind of got me, uh, you know, it kind of made me turn around and, okay, so let's see, let's hear what this is. Um, so that's the song that kind of got me into her. Of course, she, Willow has had the song Whip My Hair Back and Forth that people love to meme about. And yeah, that's definitely not her strongest work, but she is nailing it lately. The uh, Lately, I Feel Everything or L-I-F-E, Life. That was a fantastic album. I actually picked that up on vinyl record. It has a lot of cool stuff on it. Lots of different sounds, lots of different features on that album. But then this new album, uh, Coping Mechanism, is the follow-up to that, and I love it so much more. I, I talked about the leading single, Maybe It's My Fault. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, see episode 16 of this podcast. But this album is very strong, start to finish. It's a very relatively short album, and done purposely, it's it's meant to pack a punch and to be very concise and lots of short, powerful tracks. And that's what I really like about this new album by Willow, is there's so much emotion, aggression, and somberness. And it's reflected in the the guitars and in, in Willow's vocals. Lots of great moments vocal-wise. Some might think she's just screaming into a microphone, but I actually tend to like those parts, those moments in this album. Love the fury that is felt throughout this record. But it's mixed in, like I said, with softer moments, softer vocals, sometimes falsetto. My favorite tracks would be, obviously, Maybe It's My Fault. Then I also really like Split and Why. So check out those three songs. I think they, they're good representatives of the album overall. But I really enjoy this album. I listen to it a lot. And I think from here on out, Willow's just going to keep nailing it and growing in her music career. So yeah, with this top five, these are albums that I think really just blew it out of the ballpark. They... Not only do I listen to them frequently, but I think they are start to finish really fantastic and some of the artist's best works. Coming in at number four is, sorry mom, Holy Fuck <laughs> uh, by Demi Lovato. This album by Demi came out on August 19th, 2022. And this is a Wow, this is a comeback album. I know Demi's most recent album, oh, what was it called? The Art of Starting Over was a hit or miss for a lot of people. I, I enjoyed quite a lot of tracks off of that, namely The Art of Starting Over and Melon Cake. I like the Melon Cake song. <laughs> but this one, wow, she she nailed it. Not only is it a genre and sound that is very trendy right now, very popular, but like she did it well. And that, I should say that again with Willow, like these kind of like punk, punkier vibes and faster songs a lot of people are doing, you know, the, the revitalization of pop punk definitely influences from that with these artists. But these are 
both artists that have, you know, they didn't just cash in, they made something I think is really good, really meaningful to them. And that's what Demi has done here. My only possible criticism I could even say for Holy F is there might be one too many tracks. I think it could have been cut down a bit. That said, each track is really great. I don't know what songs you'd cut, but uh, it could have made for a more concise album overall, but each track is really great. Vocally, some of Demi's best work. But honestly, where it really blows the mind is the vulnerability and how personal Demi Lovato gets on this record. It's, it's kind of insane. You can tell heart, blood, soul were put into this record. And there's no track that makes that more evident than the song 29. 29 is a song I was uh, not expecting to hear. I pushed play on it. It was like, ooh, Demi Lovato has a new, uh, new song. It looks like they're releasing a new album. I was not prepared for how heartbreaking, how personal the track 29 is. For those of you that don't know, 29 is a very powerful track where Demi Lovato talks about a very serious topic, sexual assault, consent, and age difference, and how she was, you know, manipulated or coerced at a young age. And it's just so sad. She talks about the, she sings about the difference in age her being only 17, which is not good, and the other person being 29 years old. So the whole song revolves around that, and it, not only does it cover this very hard topic and this experience that Demi went through, but it also, it's so poetically done, and I highly recommend you listen to it. It'll make you cry, probably. But yeah, wow. And there are moments like this throughout the album. This isn't just a one-off. One there are other songs that are just as meaningful and personal as well. And some of those are Happy Ending, Wasted, and Dead Friends. Those are my other three favorite tracks. Again, the whole album's great. Has those rock and roll vibes. <laughs> I suck at genre, but whatever. Happy Ending is probably my favorite lyrically. And maybe I'll talk about that in a future episode, but... It talks about how how badly Demi Lovato wants to have a happy ending to life, the expectations people have had of her, how she's been seen in the public eye with, you know, drug addiction and all that. All of this is covered on this amazing album. Definitely deserved a top spot in the top five. So go check it out. All right, so coming in at number three, is Carol Bay's debut album, Scared to Go to Sleep. And hopefully I can have a full episode of this to come in the future because Carol Bay is an artist that I very much believe in and support. I think her music is so amazing. She's so talented as a songwriter and a producer. She produces most, if not all, of her own music. This is the debut album, 12 tracks. And it's amazing. It, it blew my socks off, and I'm, I'm finally glad it's here. I'm glad she is going in for the kill, music-wise. And what's awesome to go hand-in-hand hand with this is I was so lucky to be able to see Carol Bay live in concert last year. 
There was a artist named Charlotte Sands who had an opener that pulled out last minute for some reason, and Charlotte Sands needed someone else to open, and Carobay just jumped on the opportunity, put her life on hold, and went out on tour. So it was like within a week of the show happening that I realized, oh my god, Carol Bay is coming to Utah, and I can finally see her. And yes, that's what I did. She was the opener. After the full show, I got to meet her, have a picture, and talk to her about just how amazing I think her music is, how much I've enjoyed the EPs she's released in the past, and to tell her her performance was amazing. She, she actually performed one of her new songs at the time, you know, unreleased track, from the from this album and I got to hear it for the first time live and it was just an amazing experience I got to buy this cute pink beanie so I was able to buy some merch and it was just such a fun experience to meet this artist and so yeah I've been so happy that with this album I've been listening to it non-stop it did come out in November 17th 2022 so towards the end of the year this is a much more recent album than the others but even so, I feel like I've listened to it a ton. I have listened to this album a lot. So I just really wanted to give my opinion of it and spotlight it here as number three on my top 10 list. So excited to get this final record in the mail. Um, it's, it's a ways away. I think June is currently the expected shipping date. But I think there's nothing cooler than owning a record of a smaller, lesser known artist that you just absolutely love. And I'm hoping to see more of Carol Bay in 2022, hopefully a, a tour. But at the very least, I'll be able to get that vinyl in the mail and listen to this fantastic debut album on my record player. Um, before I end up, number three, favorite tracks off this record. And geez, it's really hard to choose. But Six Feet Under, Stab My Back, and Every Time I Close My Eyes. Honestly, I could put any other of the songs on there because they're just as good. Like I said, incredible songwriting. From the start of her career, she's always done amazing songwriting. Definitely a well-earned spot. Alright, so the number two spot of my top ten albums of 2022 is Tough Boy by Carly Hansen. And this is another debut album. This is Carly Hansen's debut album. This released February 18th, 2022. So out of this whole list, this is the one that was released the most, the earliest of 2022. And the fact that it has a number two spot is very important because I've had more time to listen to this and I'm still not sick of it. I, I enjoy listening to it front to back over and over again. And I'm just a really big fan of this artist as well. I think more people need to listen to Carly Hansen I think she makes amazing music, very catchy, very fun, and her newest singles that she's been releasing post this album have been just hit after hit, and so I'm really excited because I will get to see Carly Hansen, I think, in March, March of this year. I'll finally get to see her. Uh, I was going to see her last year, but the, oh gosh, the artist Gail of ABCDEFU fame, she decided she didn't want to do her tour anymore. You know, just whatever. I, nah, rather not. And Carly Hansen was supposed to open for her. So I was 
I was devastated when that happened, and so I don't have the the best opinion of Gail. Not that I did anyway. Um, I don't particularly care for that song. It's kind of like trendy TikTok era of music, and I I don't really support it <laughs> or care for it. It'll make as lasting of an impact as a fart in the wind. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's a little harsh, but I really wanted to see Carly Hansen. But this time, you know, this is Carly. She's going to be going on a headlining tour. But I'm excited to see her, and I'm super excited to hear these new songs off of her debut album. Actually, in one of my earliest episodes, I cover my thoughts on her first single, or one of the first singles off of that record, which is Off My Neck. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go listen to episode three. So that's definitely one of my favorite tracks. I listen to that all the time. The other two tracks I'd highlight are Tough Boy and Fake Smile. I think Carly Hansen is just getting better and better as a songwriter, especially with these newest singles. There there have been like four to five released so far. At the time of recording, uh, Blueberry Pancakes just released, and it is very cute, catchy song. And I just can't wait to see more and more. Yeah, really big fan. Wanted to have that on my top 10 list. All right, and last but not least, and it's going to be a very brief, uh, this is probably going to be the most brief of the, the rankings because we've, we all know who's going to be at number one here. We've got Self-Titled by Muna. So the album's called Muna by the artist Muna. This was released on June 24th, 2022. And if you want to hear my full thoughts on that album, go listen to episode 15, where I giggle and blush about all things Muna on that episode. But yeah, this is the album of the year for me. Got the number one spot. This is their third album total as a band. And wow, it it was all I could hope for and more. So much, such a different change in sound, but a welcome one in my opinion. There's still that sadness that Muna is known for, but with a lot more optimism, a lot more healing has been done. And I I think the production of this album is fantastic. Each song sounds amazing. No skippable tracks. And I already own three copies of this on vinyl record. But yeah, coming in at number one, Muna by Muna. And favorite tracks off of that, Runner's High, Anything But Me, and Home By Now. To go with this, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I got to see Muna for a second time live, and that was after the release of this album. What was so amazing and what was so uh, different from most artists is that Muna almost played the entire album in its entirety. I think there's only one song that didn't get played off of that new record. I think it was uh, Handle Me. Handle Me was the only song off of Muna Self-Titled that didn't get played in concert. But other than that, every new song was played. And while that does make a few fans sad to not hear hardly any songs off of About You, their debut album, I thought it was really telling of the band that they love these songs that they wrote. They are proud of them. They know that people love them and they wanted to share it. You know, every song that people were singing to. And I think that's something very rare with a lot of bands I see. So often you'd have people like waiting around for the hits and not really paying attention or... Uh, appreciating the newer works of an artist when they perform them in concert. That's why a lot of bands, namely, uh, coming off the top of my head, The Used or Rise Against, 
They don't play a, a whole lot of songs off of their newest albums. One, maybe two tops at these most recent tours, but uh, Muna played 10. And so that was a fantastic concert. I hope to see them again as soon as possible, of course. But uh, man, 2022 was a, was a big year, a bit of a shit year for, you know, losing a family member. But uh, there's a lot of good music that helped get me through it all, the ups and the downs. And music is very important to me. So that's why I've made this podcast. And that's why I want to share these thoughts. Hopefully get people into some new music as well. And 2023 is going to... Well, we'll just have to see. We're on to February already. But I think there's a lot of good stuff to come. And I can't wait. Thank you all so much for listening. These are my thoughts. These are my top 10 albums of 2022. Yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. You can follow me at McKay's Music Corner on Instagram. And yeah, please consider subscribing to this podcast on any of your podcast apps. It means a lot. And if you could rate me on iTunes or wherever you do the ratings, that would also mean a lot as well. Give me an honest rating. Let me know what I can improve on. Um, But thank you so much. Hope to do a newer episode sooner rather than later. But for now, this is McKay's Music Corner, signing off.